You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 33 with Kirsten Smith. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, today we talk all things travel. Kirsten Smith is on our show today, and she owns her own travel agency, and we chat about her top three locations for all-inclusive, places for foodies, and the luxury vacation of her dreams. I told her that I wanted her to come up with some ideas for people that are having big birthdays. It may be your 30th, your 35th, your 40th, and on, and maybe you're having big anniversaries. And so I wanted her to come up with some great trips that she thought were awesome to share with you guys. We also talk about the deeper side of her business. We talk about human trafficking and how her business invests back into helping survivors getting back onto their feet and acclimating back into society. She shares with us that as much as she loves her travel business, helping sex trafficking survivors and changing someone's life is really where her heart is now. I hope this episode inspires you to go out and travel, but also I hope that it educates you a little bit more on human trafficking and what it really looks like right where you live. Let's go to the show. Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. So this icebreaker is perfect for you being a travel agent. Um, I like to start off every show with an icebreaker, and I love to travel. So I love asking people where their favorite destinations are. So what is your favorite vacation spot that you have gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. That is a great question. You know, I think that it feels a little bit counterintuitive to most people, but my very favorite vacation spot that I have ever visited is actually the Bahamas. Oh, Um, yeah. Jeremy and I went on a wonderful trip to the Bahamas just last summer, and we've been there, of course, before on cruises, um, but we stayed at the one and only resort, which was out of this world. Amazing. The waters were crystal clear and beautiful. The grounds were lush and tropical, and it was absolutely our hands-down favorite vacation destination that we've ever visited. Um, where is that located in the Bahamas? The one and only resort is actually just a short ways down from the Atlantis Resort. Oh, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. right there in Nassau on Paradise Island, but it it has a very exclusive feel, and you'd actually have exchange privileges at... Atlantis, so you can stay down at the one and only, but head over to Atlantis and enjoy the water park or the beaches or the casinos or the restaurants. So it's a very nice balance between staying at a busy resort yeah. and having a little bit of peace. We loved it. So and as you, a side note, yeah, sorry, while yeah. we were there, we saw Tim Tebow working out. So that oh, was kind of exciting. Yeah, that's fun. Um, so it what, was fun. What do you love about that resort so much? We really liked that it was just, it it had a peaceful, exclusive feel. So many resorts are just bustling and busy. And this was just the epitome of a peaceful vacation. Mm. You didn't have to fight anyone for chairs. There was no waking up. (laughs) I know. know, (laughs) Yes. That is the worst. I know. I've come to realize that we really do not like the towel battle. Like the towel battle is no fun. No. No, but so it's, real. it's real. The it is is real. real. It's real. The struggle <laughs> is real. Um, now, where do you fly into? You, uh, you fly right into Nassau? We did. Yes, okay. we fly right into Nassau. Okay. 
Perfect. And where does that usually, where does that connect to? Does it like usually connect into Atlanta or something like that or Florida or like if you're, if you're coming from more the North or does it go straight um, there? I believe that when we flew, we flew from Indianapolis and connected in Atlanta and mm. then yes, yeah. then we can, and then we flew on down to Nassau. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. I'll have to take a look into that. I, I've never heard of that resort and it sounds very lovely. Um, it was. Yeah. So, okay. So I want to jump into the interview and how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. My name's Kirsten Smith and I've been married to my husband, Jeremy, for 14 years and we have two children. Our son, Peyton, is 12 years old and our daughter, Parker, is 10. And we live up here in the Midwest in Lafayette, Indiana. And I own a, um, a travel company and it kind of, um, started happenstance. I, my background is in public relations and, um, a little bit in development and public affairs and, um, even copywriting. I have done, um, some of that as well. And it all kind of came about when I started planning these Disney trips for our family. I didn't grow up going on a lot of vacations. My family, we were not Disney fans. Mm. And so (laughs) I had always shied away from Disney. I kept thinking, oh, it's okay, but it's not that great. In fact, I think I visited once when I was 15 or 16 years old. And I just did like Hollywood Studios for the day back when it was called MGM. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of the extent of my Disney knowledge. I really didn't know a whole lot about it. And I believe it was 2009. 2008, 2009, um, I began planning our first like family Disney trip where we were going to do the whole Disney thing. We were going to stay on property. We're going to take advantage of the dining plan and, um, kind of experience Disney in the Disney bubble. And so I feel like I put thousands of hours of research into this trip. Mm -hmm. You know, I scoured blogs, I started planning, I made spreadsheets and, uh, when we went on this trip, it was fabulous. It was like a whole different kind of Disney experience. Um, with the dining plan, it felt like it was a bit more of an all-inclusive. I didn't have to pull out my debit card all the time. Like right. once the trip was paid for, it was done and we just got to enjoy being on vacation. So it was really, I had this frenetic idea of what a Disney vacation would feel like with juggling kids and budgets and everything else. And it wasn't that. And so we went in 2009. I think we went again in 2010. And then we planned a Disney cruise a little bit later. And finally on that Disney cruise, my husband was like, okay, you have put so many hours into planning this and you have so much fun with it. Why don't you look into helping other people do this? Like, you know, this could be your job. Right. And I thought, well, I don't know. It's so different than what my background was. Um, but I did look into it and I talked to a friend who was, um, in this industry. And he actually helped open the door. And I walked, I walked through that door into this career and began with really just starting to help people plan Disney travel. And I realized probably about six to eight months into it that I really enjoyed the back office administration. I enjoyed working with other suppliers and working with Disney and things of that nature. And so I stepped out and ventured into um, opening my own agency so since that time, we have really, um, we do a lot of Disney and we do the Disney Cruise Line and Adventures by Disney and all of that really cool stuff. But we also do a lot of cruises and all-inclusive vacations and even international. I have clients right now in Europe doing like a two-week European tour. So 
it's just so much fun and I've loved every minute of it. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you too, I know that you have a little bit of a deeper um, why also with your business. Do you want to go into that as well? Yes, I would love to. Um, Really, this industry, this travel industry, I I battled with going into this for a while. I kind of, um, it was a struggle because I always have a heart to do something a little bit deeper, do something that matters a little bit more. And my husband and I were youth pastors for a time, um, like back in 2000. I want to say 2007 till I think 2010. And um, during our time as youth pastors, um, we we didn't learn until years later. But um, one of our students had been trafficked and um, by a family member. And when we found out about that, uh, we didn't find out about that happening until 2011. I believe it was fall of 2011. And I dove wholeheartedly into the season of walking through recovery with her and learning about um, sex trafficking and learning about the different forms of sex trafficking, be it familial or gang related or, um, or how it often happens to foster children. And um, it kind of gripped my heart and kind of consumed my life at that point. Every day I was um, just, I want to say, you know, kind of like how I was pulled into researching hours, planning right. a Disney trip. Yeah. I was spending hour upon hour upon hour learning about trauma-informed care and different treatments and different um, causes and different people's stories and similarities and what to look for. And so I kind of came to a, a career like fork in the road where I debated like, okay, I do this travel thing, but it feels so minimal compared to what I'm doing in the advocacy and human trafficking world. Um, and I even debated going back and getting my master's of social work and going back into counseling. And then I was praying about it. Actually, it was one day just last fall. Like I had already started my travel company and, um, I was pulling out of Planet Fitness here in our local hometown and I was praying about it. And I felt in my spirit that the Lord just said, you are uniquely equipped to do what I've called you to do. You don't need to change anything else. You just need to stay on the path you're on. Mm. And I cried. I just wow. I cried yeah. because I, you know, I was trying to figure out how to make yeah. what I do more important. And um, not the travel's not great. It's a oh, it's an right. amazing I know what you mean. release yeah. and yeah. people need it. I mean, we need to get away and we need to yeah. to leave all the stress of everything mm-hmm. else that we do on a daily basis behind. But I just wanted to make sure that whatever I was doing was still investing back in, um, to the things that are going to change someone's life. And what I've come to realize now is that I love doing both, but being able to plan vacations and help people with the lighthearted things really helped me to also be able to sometimes step into the, you know, the heavier world of helping with trauma informed care and helping with, um, you know, the afterlife, helping people, helping um, survivors of human trafficking really make a way. And what I hope to do and hope to continue to do is to, to let our business, to let our travel agency and our company, um, invest back into helping survivors of human trafficking with things like being able to, you know, for a survivor to get her driver's license. Cause how do you even afford to go to driver's ed Mm, or job skills, you know? 
um, things that they just may have never had the ability to have being able to buy interview clothes, being able to pay for insurance on a car, like all of those are kind of the messy, Mm -hmm. not fun details that you don't think about. And so that's really where my heart is now to say, okay, how can we give back and how can our business invest in, in helping to change someone's life? One organization that has been instrumental in helping with the education side and who also does a phenomenal job on the national level, the governmental level policy change is called Shared Hope International. They are truly outstanding. They host a um, just one of the top-notch conferences every year to just go and you hear from survivors directly. They believe in and they practice what they preach about giving survivors voices. I think it's important in the human trafficking world that we do not, as advocates, we don't speak for survivors, that we let survivors be the experts, that we let them tell their story, that we don't try to presume to know what they need, that we listen to hear Mm. and to act upon what they really do need. Yeah, I like that. And Shared Hope is outstanding. Another organization that I wholeheartedly support is the Rebecca Bender Initiative. They are based out of Bend, Oregon. And Rebecca is a survivor and her story is incredible. And she has the heart of an entrepreneur. And um, so she speaks regularly. She travels around. She works hand in hand with law enforcement to do trainings. Um, She has uh, started a survivor mentorship online program that is just outstanding. And what is, okay, so is that Rebecca, did you say Rebecca Bend Initiative? Is that what you said? Rebecca Bender. Bender. B-E-N-D-E-R initiative. And yes. And what's the mentor program? Is it um, to kind of help, um, you know, victims coming out of it to, you know, have someone that they can go to and, you know, help them through things? Yes. And it's so vital that, um, that survivors of sex trafficking can talk to other survivors and to see other survivors who have been victorious and, Um, To see that you don't necessarily have to be a speaker, like you don't necessarily ever have to share your story, but you can do whatever, whatever your dream is. If it's to start a yoga company, you know, and that you want to be a yoga instructor that just to have a mentor to help you through that process to say, this is what, um, this is what the reality of owning a business looks like. How can I help you make wise choices now to, to, to fulfill that dream Yeah, and that you you have? I noticed that you use the verbiage survivor and I said victim. So do they not like to have that, you know, correlated to them? Um, Is that not a good word to use or do people not always like to be called survivors? Like, I don't really know. (laughs) No, that's a great. That's a a good question. And no, really the word survivor, almost all, um, almost all survivors want to be called survivors. They don't, they're not a victim. They're a survivor. They're an overcomer and truly um, survivors are the most, um, just strong. Yeah. Like they're yeah. so strong and so, um, capable of they've overcome these awful circumstances that they never asked to be put in. Yeah. And so kind of giving them back some authority in their life, yes. just in our verbiage. And, yep. you know, a lot of times the human trafficking movement as a whole, we've done a really terrible job of any advocates organizations have done a really poor job of marketing this issue because you see pictures of people in chains or with duct tape over their mouth, just kind of 
I, I know they're gripping images, but that's yeah. not what human trafficking generally looks like. You know, the federal definition of um, human trafficking is being is uh, being used or being lured into um, that life by force, fraud, or coercion. And so often it looks like somebody pretending to be your boyfriend for months and months before they ever mm. ask you to do, you know, to go out on the streets and make money. Wow. So it's just very different. So all of that's beginning to change us. The very best organizations are, are super sensitive to how they portray trap the reality of yeah, trafficking. Yeah. No, I'm glad. And I think a lot of people, you know, need to be aware of that. And, and I do think they think, you know, what you just described as the images and that it could easily just be, Oh, this girl is dating the sky. And then it, changes and you know something that looks so innocent and so um which in a way is so much more scary to me because then it's like how do you even know who is going to be talking to your daughters you know especially absolutely you have a daughter and I have daughters and um they're young right now but um that's scary to think oh my gosh like who can you trust and and I mean now that you have to have this whole other element added on I mean compared to before obviously you know, parents wanted their daughters to date great guys, great godly men. Now you're having to add this whole level and I don't even know how you protect against that. And so I do want to ask you about that. Um, You know, is there something that stands out to you that you're like, okay, if you have girls that are preteens, I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. moms that have young girls like me can listen, but um, you know, girls that are approaching this much more quicker, um, the dating and all that stuff. Do you have any recommendations that you're kind of like, these are some key things that you really need to pay attention to in regards to your daughter and like talking to guys and stuff like that. Yes, I do. Um, one thing is that I would be aware of, and this is just a quick example. I'll kind of backtrack just a bit and then I'll, I'll, we'll answer your question sure. more directly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine a group of girls, 13, 14 year olds at the mall, just hanging out. Right. Well, traffickers like to troll malls, you know, they're, they're clever and they're creative and often they're good looking young guys. I mean, mm. we're not talking that like scary old men or something. sketchy. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're going to be somebody who's attractive and somebody who's really charming and outgoing. And you have a, a guy or a woman, um, usually a, a guy going up to a group of girls and in the mall and, you know, he's going to talk to them all. He's going to engage them in conversation and, but he's going to look at those girls and he's going to compliment them. And he might say, Hey, sweetie, you have beautiful eyes. Well, the girl who looks up and says, thanks, I love them too. Or, you know, who's confident he's going to bypass her. He's going to go Mm. move right on to the next girl. He might look at another girl and say, has anyone ever told you how beautiful your hair is? And the girl who looks down at the ground and shuffles her feet and says, nobody's ever told me that before. That's who Mm, he's going to, that's who he's going to target. And he has his in because he knows that there's a need in her life that's never been met. And so I would say instilling confidence in your daughter is, that's huge. Family support. That's huge. Um, being aware of who they're talking to online, that's vital. Um, and when it comes to online, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, how old is your daughter? 
My daughter's 10. Okay. So is she on anything on social media and stuff like that? She is not on social media yet. My son is 12 and I have allowed him to get an Instagram account and that's all that he has on social media so far. So what would you... And even that, I'm hesitant, but it's like trying to like give a little bit of I know, right. But I mean... Yeah, it's scary. And so what when when your daughter is that age that you're going to kind of open up the reins a little bit... Um, mm-hmm. what, what would you recommend to people to kind of monitor that, you know, especially the online stuff? Yeah, I would say you always have your kids' passwords. You're always picking up their phone and checking. Um, you're always going into their message or, and you're requiring them to set their accounts to private, which still might not always help things. You know, I mean, right. a, a child who really wants to get around your rules is going to try to sure. figure out a way to get around your rules. Yeah. However, just being vigilant. And being really honest with your kids, like my daughter knows about human trafficking already. And we talk about some of these things and I try to keep it age appropriate with the detail, the level of detail. Um, but being aware, you know, it piques her like sense of security as well. Like she wants to be safe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just doing the best you can to be involved, like being involved in your kiddos lives help a lot. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And so I'm going to ask one more question about this topic and then we'll move into um, the traveling stuff. Um, What would you recommend to everyone that is listening who is interested in finding out more about sex trafficking and what they can do? Yes, I recommend um, going to visit the Shared Hope International's website or going or YouTubing. I would YouTube Rebecca Bender Mm. just to listen to her talk and to hear her story and to see how you can give back. Um, that's the best thing that you can do to get started. I know a lot of people want to jump in and they want to like work with survivors right away. Um, but I think that the very best thing you can do is to give your resources. Um, one thing that's important to even my friend who is a survivor is she's working on, and I know Rebecca's working on as well through this whole survivor, um, mentorship program, they need people who will use the skills that they have, the things that they're, um, uh, passionate about, you know, or their livelihood, Mm -hmm. like, there could be a girl who is passionate about being a podcaster that she wants to do it. So just being willing to mentor sometimes not on any kind of, um, personal or trauma level, but being willing to give your skills. Or if you have a dentist who's willing to donate, you know, 5% of their time per year, that would be huge because survivors, when they first come out of the life, they don't have the money or resources to do anything of those things. So that oh, right. kind of what we're just on the very early stages of working through right now is to, to, to try and create a sort of survivor services network whereby people can use their jobs and their skill sets to invest back into changing lives. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. And you know what? I'll also put those um, sites on your show notes too, so that people Perfect. can reference back to that. Yeah. But okay. Great. So let's, let's jump back to, um, your business. And, um, I was going to ask you just about the business itself. Um, since starting, what have you found to be the biggest obstacle obstacle with starting the business? Oh, that's a great question. I think that the biggest obstacle obstacle to starting this business is to, balance managing your time. Well, yeah. Um, 
And I think it can that's bleed probably, yeah. it can. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, I work, I work from home. Yep. Uh, our agency is, uh, all of our agents are home-based agents. We have 22 people on our team right now. And with that, some people are full-time and work, you know, Monday through Friday, all day long in business hours. But we also have some people that are part-time. So they're working at night when they get home from their other jobs. And on weekends, like that's their prime time. So for me, trying to manage it all, one of my biggest obstacles is just knowing when to like put my Facebook conversations on mute <laughs> and to say, I have to go spend time with my family sure. yep. or in the evenings with my kiddos, not being like, Hey, do you want to come up and hang out in my office yeah, with exactly. me while I go back to work? <laughs> so yeah. that has been the biggest obstacle. Yeah, I, I agree. And I feel like um, any moms that do work at home, even if they're doing a side hustle, run into this. So um, I do think yes. it's really good to come up with like a work schedule. And even if it's kind of like, if you, like you said, you do have some people that are at night and then on the weekend, but maybe to create pockets of time. So then those employees, or I know they're not considered employees, but, um, but if you do have employees and stuff like that, that only work those certain hours that you have pockets of time during the week that are set to be like, here, I know you're working to, during this time. So I'm available this time that falls into your work schedule, but not like every day and all during the whole weekend, you know? Yes, I could not agree more. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so before we jump into the fun trips that you have come up with to share with us, um, I was going to ask you to share with us what it looks like for someone to use your services, because I think a lot of people think they're going to have to pay money up front to a travel agent. And so I just wanted you to touch base on this before we start jumping into the trips. I love that question. And that is a question that I try to answer for our clients before they even ask. Because I know that before I went into this industry, I had never used a travel agent either. And I just had no idea how it worked. I presumed that you had to pay a significant amount of money mm -hmm. up front yep. to use a travel agent and their services. And so I think that's a fair question. And I think it's one that people don't want to ask. Like they, they're a little bit nervous to ask you that right. question because yeah. they don't want to seem like they don't know. So the way that it works and the way that I typically describe it to people is that, that we as travel planners work for our clients in the exact same way that a real estate agent works for their clients. When you call a realtor and you're ready to buy a new home, you don't have to pay them a certain fee up front to work with them. And really you don't ever pay them a fee on the back end either. They just go to work for mm -hmm. you because they know that they're going to make a commission on the sale of whatever house is the best house for yes. the client. Yeah. And it works exactly the same way with us. As an agency, we do not charge fees. Um, our suppliers and our vendors that we work with pay us a commission on the trips that we book. And I always want clients to know as well that it's fantastic because those fees are already built into the cost of travel, whether they're booking direct through Expedia or, or going straight to say, um, another vendor's online site or resort, uh, might be a better word. If they're going straight and booking it there, they're still paying the same amount that they'll pay us. Like mm. it's not an, an extra additional charge right. that's marked up. In fact, uh, we have phenomenal relationships with our suppliers. And if we have a client who finds something cheaper online than what we've been able to quote, as long as the details are exactly the same, that the flight times match and um, it's the same room category, then we can price match that with our vendors. We've developed those relationships with our suppliers. Uh, we know our suppliers' names. We know who works directly for the resort. 
So there's just a level of safety in working with a travel agent and working or a travel professional that, um, you know, we spend hours upon hours upon hours going to trainings and building those relationships and, um, that way, and it doesn't cost you extra. So that's, yeah. And I wanted people to know that upfront. So before we even start talking about this, that they're not just like tuning out going, I can't afford one. And, you know, so I wanted everybody to know that upfront, um, you know, for the future and, um, just to understand how that works. So um, here's for the fun part. So you and I have talked about this before and we discussed ahead of time some neat trips that we could talk about with everyone. And we decided that it would be fun to share three types of trips um, for people to take. And I know a lot of people right now are celebrating big birthdays or big anniversaries. So I thought this would be fun um, for the listeners to hear. So we chose three trips to pick from, an all-inclusive a best place to go if you're a foodie and a luxury trip. So how about we start with the all-inclusive trip? Great. Let's do that. The first place that I've chosen is an all-inclusive trip for an entire family. I chose two adults and two children. And what better than to get away someplace warm and fun for the whole family that, um, that your kids will enjoy as well as you. And so for our first choice, I picked Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic, and I thought it would be fun to pull pricing and talk a little bit about the new Nickelodeon Hotel and Resort by Charisma Properties. That looks really fun. I I was looking at that. The rooms, I mean, just the resort looks so fun and contemporary and different. Like the water is out, you know, right in front of some of the rooms, like the pool or something. So yeah. So, okay. So I'm excited to hear this. So go ahead. (laughs) Yes. No, it's great. I love that. I think let's just like throw it out there and like talk about what everybody wants to say when they hear Nickelodeon. You really think in your mind, you want to default to the Nickelodeon resort in Orlando that is no longer there, but what charisma has done with the new Nickelodeon resort theming in Punta Cana is that they have taken it like up to like a Nickelodeon luxury level. So when you say that it's going to, if you're imagining SpongeBob on your vacation, you're (laughs) not not. going to see like a glaring SpongeBob. You're going to see pops of yellow on your wall and you might see like an orange table in your very modern room, but it, there's not going to be anything that makes you feel like you're cartoonish. in a cartoon. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the Charisma Resort, this Nickelodeon resort, um, has a water park just across the street um, with a special walkway for guests. So you can hit the water park oh, or cool. you can hit the beach. Yeah. You have all that time and all the restaurants are together kind of in a little village area. And there are fun things to do at night for the whole family. And I know that in the pool, it even like turns green. It slimes you. Um, oh, that's every, I don't know if it's on the hour. I can't remember exactly when, but it's just so much fun. So it's a great way for parents and children to all go have a great time together at an yeah. all-inclusive and I love that you talked about the whole swim out thing because that is what I priced for us actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I decided to pull pricing for a swim up flat. Okay. Um, and so we talked about the difference in pricing in going a lot of families, they call and they desperately want to go on vacation like the week after Christmas. That kind of seems to be popular vacation time. 
And it is a great time to go. It's a great time to get away, but your pricing is always going to be significantly higher that week. Things sell out quickly and then the pricing kind of skyrockets. Mm -hmm. It's just a supply and demand issue. So what I pulled to show the difference would be what the same vacation cost in June of this year, as opposed to what it would cost if you left like the day after Christmas. Oh, I love it. In December. So for detail to compare the exact same vacation, um, I pulled a flight that would leave on Saturday, June 10th from Nashville and it would arrive at 3.38 PM. There's a layover in Charlotte and it would come back on Thursday, June 15th. Um, it leaves at 2 14 PM. So like no rushing out the door. I always say when you leave your resort with little kids, like yeah. you certainly don't want to have to be no. up at 4 AM to right. get to the airport. Like that's yep. just, that's just miserable. Yeah. So for two adults and two children in the swim up flat pricing, um, for them for the June dates would be $7,351 and pricing for the same trip, same number of nights in December is $12,963. That is such a huge difference. (laughs) I know it's giant and it's the same trip. I mean, so I just really encourage people if your dates are flexible and you really don't, I mean, if it's not a necessity to you to go in December, right after Christmas, I encourage you to like save some money or go on two trips. That's what I was going to say. You could, yeah, you could almost go on two trips. Go do two different things. Yes. Yeah. It's so wonderful. And I also want to know, Another question that people have with pricing, and I wish I would have kind of said this at the beginning as well, is that a great thing about using a travel agent too, is we can almost always book your trip on a payment plan. So when you, if you wanted to book, um, either of these trips, uh, the deposit, I guess for the June trip would be due a little bit more ahead of time. Um, and depending on airfare to pricing changes, but generally, the full amount you pay for your deposit. So you'll put that down, um, which is usually air and whatever the resort deposit is. But then typically you have up until 45 to 30 days prior to travel to finish making payments on that trip. So planning ahead is key. If you know that you want to go on a vacation and it, it gives you a little bit of leeway and budget, you know, budget accommodation, plan a year in advance and start making those payments now. And then you cannot be so stressed out about it or not feel like you have to have the full amount in your bank. And sometimes let's just face it. Sometimes if we've already like put down the deposit, it helps us to like plan better. Oh, sure. Yep. You're locked in. You're like, we're doing this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that was the all-inclusive trip to Punta Canta, Dominican Republic. Um, Okay. So let's move on to the trip for people who are foodies. Okay, I'm going to say I pulled a resort that my husband and I just visited. It is a brand new resort in um, Riviera Maya, at Cancun, Mexico. You fly into Cancun and it is called Unico. And I will just say it is not a beachy resort. The beaches is a very moderate beach. The pools are fantastic. The food is outstanding. And it is called what's considered a spa inclusive resort too. Like when they say all inclusive, they mean everything's inclusive. So if you want to book all kinds of like spa treatments there, which they're amazing, 
my husband and I's favorite. We did two spa treatments while we were there. One of them was an after sun wrap and they kind of cocooned us up and it was out of this world, wonderful and peaceful and relaxing. And we also did like a four hand massage to like two massage therapists worked on you at the same oh, time. Wow. That's nice. And it so was these divine. are all included. Yes, they're wow. all included. I wow. will say there's a 20% service fee on that. But okay, whereas sure. the typically like on your regular cruise or at a typical resort, it will be like $280. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's just so going to be 20%. Yeah. Right. It's only 20% of that. It's unreal. That's and awesome. it's outstanding. Yeah. So, and the food was out of this world good. So I priced this for two adults traveling. And I also pulled pricing between June and December, 2017. And I pulled the same dates, I believe, that I did for our Punta Cana trip. So June 10th through June 15th um, for two adults flying from Nashville to Cancun. The pricing for that um, is $3,944.52 in June versus a December 26th through December 31st trip where the pricing jumps to $6,914.53. Mm, wow. Yeah. So that's a huge difference. June wins again. Yeah, June wins. Four times. Yes. And it, I love the fall too. I will just put my little plug for fall travel. It is, it is hurricane season. Yeah. So people are nervous about yeah. traveling in the fall. Um, my husband and I joke about this all the time because every single time we travel to a beachy tropical location, we have beautiful weather and we're like, the jig is going to be up one of these days. Like sometime we're going to have an entirely rainy vacation, right. but I would just say fall pricing in the fall is always outstanding too. like better usually even than summer travel. So that's another thing to consider if you're willing to either, if you want to buy insurance so that if the weather's terrible, certain vendors offer cancel for any reason insurance. So if you decide that you don't want to go, um, but I love the fall. Yeah. So. Um, when we got married, we went to Cancun and it was September, so it's hurricane season and it was gorgeous. And so, um, but I, I definitely have, you know, with living in Nashville, we can get down to, you know, Destin and area and that stuff. Um, and it's been kind of crazy. So with the yeah. hurricane, so you, you, you yeah. never know, but a lot you of don't. times I feel like it is okay. So you just, you have to decide if you want to take that risk and if the, um, saving all that money, you know, outweighs, you know, that it could rain or something. Exactly. So, yeah. I it, highly encourage that people always, well, travel insurance, I advise all the time anyway, no matter what, even if you just get sick on your trip, it's so nice to know that money is going to be reimbursed. Um, but absolutely during hurricane season, I extra encourage cancel for any reason insurance. So. Okay. So you don't feel like it's a scam, right? Insurance? No. <laughs> Would you feel like no, this way no, no, even no, no. Be, uh, before being, um, you know, a travel agent and all that stuff? You yes. Okay. We see things happen all the time. Even, even on a trip to Walt Disney World, yeah. um, I've had clients who just got sick. Like they were there and they ended up with the flu and they were oh. all in their room getting sick. And the travel insurance covered it all. So they can go back to Disney another oh, time and okay. enjoy another vacation. Okay. Like it's absolutely yeah. always worth it. I see. But yeah. I, and, and, you know, the, what are the chances that people are going to get sick when you have a family? Uh, it's exactly. pretty likely. <laughs> yeah. In a place where there is, are a lot of germs yeah. or new, like yeah. being exposed to like just new bacteria, yeah, new right. germs in another country. Exactly. Yeah. I would just say it's just worth it. Just 
you know, usually yeah. it's just a couple hundred dollars. And in the grand scheme of how much you're spending on your trip and sure. what you're investing in your trip, you want to make sure that you are able to enjoy your investment. Right. I agree. And so what was the name of that uh, resort again? That was called Unico. Unico. Brand new, just opened this past month. So okay, perfect. Maybe last month now, but yes, okay. it's fantastic. So moving on to our last one, the luxury trip. And I can't wait to hear the details for this one. Yes, I love, this is my bucket list trip. And I have not had the privilege to sail. This is actually a cruise and it's a cruise line called Paul Gauguin and they are um, based out of French Polynesia. So can you spell that really quick? I'm sorry. Can you spell Paul so that people know what you're saying? P-A-U-L-G-A-U-G-U-I-N. Paul Gauguin Cruises. Okay. He was an explorer, so it's oh. and he kind of settled in French Polynesia. So yes. the cruise line is named after after Paul Gauguin, and I say his name incorrectly every time, and I say it differently every time. So okay. I need to shore that up. <laughs> but this is my bucket list cruise. It is a- available for families, and I believe I price this per person, so okay. you can see the difference per person. Sure. And where's this going um, to? This is, I should also say this, this one starts the first one I'm going to do. I couldn't do apples to apples on these because they did not offer the same cruise, um, itinerary in June that they do in December. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this, the first one for June, uh, you fly in your flight to, from LA to Fiji is included Mm -hmm. in the cost. Okay. Um, the first one is a, uh, let me see here, a 12 night cruise. So it is a long cruise, but it's absolutely blissful. And you fly from LA to Fiji and you spend a day, two days in Fiji and you go to Tonga and the Cook Islands and Bora Bora and Maria and Papayete, Tahiti. Mm. This is a dream, a dream trip. And the pricing for this starts at $6,595 per person. But I feel like for it being a 12-night cruise and including your airfare from LA, it's actually a pretty outstanding deal. Yeah. So, and it does include all of your food and drinks and um, many of your excursions are included in your use of water sports while you're there are included. So imagine, you know, grabbing a kayak and like, kayaking around these beautiful volcanic islands of Fiji. I like, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, um, how big is the ship? Is it more like a mid-sized ship or is it a small ship? They are. They're slightly more mid-sized. They're not going to be your big, gigantic ships, not even remotely. No. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not have the actual, uh, ship info printed out here, but I'm just trying to give somebody an idea of, um, you know, not to be thinking like a huge, massive Royal Caribbean ship. No, (laughs) no. It's going to be more intimate. Your cruise guides, you'll probably get to know all of your servers and the people on the ship. You know, I mean, so it's not going to be as as small as like, say, a river cruise, but it's not going to be as large as your big bustling ship. Yes, yes. yes. Absolutely not. And I will say for Paul Gauguin Cruises too, it's it's very family friendly. So you can take your kiddos. They have an explorer program. So they will do things with your kids too, especially I would say this would be one where I might 
my kids are 10 and 12 now. This yeah. is probably a cruise that I would love to take them on. Yes, they're a perfect you know? age for that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, we love Disney. My kids love the Disney Cruise Line, and even still at their current ages. Um, but this would be one that I would feel comfortable taking them on that's not just a mega cruise. Yeah. Whereas yeah. sometimes I worry that they would be slightly, maybe slightly bored. Right. Not quite old enough on some of the river cruising sure. to, to yeah. totally appreciate all of the things that there are to right. do. Yeah. Okay. So that one's six. Okay. So six, is it 6,500 or do you say 6,900? 6,595. So I would okay. say 6,600 per person. Okay. Yes. And then but for 12 nights. Right. And then, um, and so do you want to just tell us what the December price was or, yeah. is, and is it a different location that they go to? It is. The December one's slightly different in that it doesn't hit Fiji. It, this one is just Tahiti and it's a seven night cruise. And it still includes airfare, but you're doing uh, Papayete, Tahiti, and then Bora Bora, Maria, and kind of just sailing around those Tahitian islands. Right. But this one starts at fifty six forty five per person. Wow. So you can see it's almost, I mean, I don't want to say it's almost, but it's $1,000 right. off from a 12-night cruise. <laughs> right. And, you know, four, four or seven. But some people may want to do that on their, you know, Christmas break and, um, they may only want to go seven nights, you know, they may not want exactly. to do 12 nights. So, um, I, that, I feel like that could be perfect for some people. So this is definitely yeah. our luxury trip. And, um, I, f- I feel like that would be such an awesome trip. Are you going to try to go be. in the next few years? Are, are you going to try uh, to really make it happen? <laughs> in fact, I'm getting ready. Um, I have a, an exciting event that I'm thrilled to be attending at the end of May where I get to go meet with some different suppliers and Paul Gauguin is going to be one of the suppliers there. And I'm looking so forward to meeting with them. So hopefully maybe in the next year, our family will finally hop on one of these cruises. I think another important thing to note with these is that given that this is our luxury option and that this is seven nights, the pricing doesn't fall too much over what like what our four or five nights in December in Punta Cana. I mean, sure. it's kind of crazy. Like you go, what? Yeah, like that, is that is really crazy interesting. That it yeah. doesn't end up being exorbitantly more yeah. expensive. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, so Kirsten, we're almost at the end of the show, but I wanted to ask you, what would you tell people if they're looking to book a trip? How far in advance would you recommend them coming to you to get the ball rolling? Great question. I always recommend a year to nine months in advance is perfect. Um, right now, certain uh, airfare for 2018 hasn't yet been released. So I always hate that I can't give 100% accurate pricing yet, Mm -hmm. but it's always good to go ahead and lock in your resort. However, if you want to call me last minute and you want to go on a trip in two weeks, we can arrange that too. So you don't feel like you have to do it that far uh, in advance. And if you haven't, then, you know, that ship has sailed. Yeah, exactly. Um, however, the, the earlier that you can book your trip, the better. And I will say too, there used to be this no, notion in the travel industry that if you waited until the last minute, you got better deals. Oh, and that mm-hmm. is just no longer the no, case. The earlier so. you book yes. with airfare, with mm-hmm. cruise, especially with Disney cruising. That's what um, I noticed. Yes. It, mm-hmm. The pricing only goes up. Yeah. You will not see pricing up. go yep. down. So the <laughs> earlier you book, the yep. much, much better. You will be so thankful that yes. you locked in the pricing early. That's what I noticed. So um, we're going on a Disney cruise and I noticed that, so we did this way back because we thought we were going to go last year. So, and then once we realized we weren't going to go last year, I just knew, okay, we're going to go this year. So I 
I had been thinking about it for so long ago that I was waiting for it to open up. So normally I probably would have missed that mark, but I could, I can see how when you go back and look, it's like, oh, the prices have gone up, you know? So they definitely don't, I mean, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't say that this is probably something that you always want to bank on, but do you ever find that there are some rooms available and so they're offloading if they're available and you can get a better deal or what have you found with that? I do not. I do not find that at all anymore with Disney. Okay. Um, Typically if Disney has any last minute rooms available, like I often they just go at the regular price or they Mm. stay empty. Like there's just not a, we lower the price to get people on anymore. They'll just leave it empty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And I would have always thought that too, like, okay, it's last minute. Maybe we'll find this great deal. And no such luck. (laughs) Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah, that is. Well, as we wrap up, um, Kirsten, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, um, your business. And also if, um, you want to mention your Instagram, uh, handle. Absolutely. You can find us online at paradise falls, travel co co.com. Or on Facebook, you can find us at Paradise Falls Travel Company, and we do a lot of updates on Facebook. And on Instagram, we are Paradise Falls Travel Co. as well, just C-O. Yeah. Well, that's great. Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I had so much fun talking about travel, and I definitely appreciate you shedding some light on sex trafficking, and I believe we need to talk about this more and educate people on what is happening so that people can get involved and start helping these innocent people that um, are truly survivors um, with, you know, sharing their message and everything like that. Fantastic. I couldn't agree more. Thank you for having me. It has been a joy. And there you have it. So I just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to the show. And if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Amber Sandberg. So A-M-B-E-R-S-A-N-D-B-E-R-G. Hey, you guys, I just wanted to add that with all the trips, all pricing and availability is subject to change without notice. Quote pricing given for sample purposes only. See you next week.